Uh, hi guys, today I'm here with Mr. Melvin Parker, the owner and also the producer of uh, The Block in San Diego. It's a TV show and he's had like wonderful first season about it. I've just been to watch all of them while I was looking up on, you know, what you do. And I think it's really amazing. And I'm just surprised Thank to you. see there's so many people out there and it's just the way you've captured it is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I'll be asking you uh, a few questions today and I just, um, I think let's start off with it. I think my first question would be, uh, what is that one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Like, um, I think the, the one thing, honestly, is probably how expensive it is <laughs> to do what I do. Um, I knew there were some costs involved, but it's, it's extremely expensive to be able to produce TV shows and different things like that. And trying to do it as an independent person, mm -hmm. um, the costs start to add up, especially when you're coming out of pocket for a lot of it. Right. Um, and would you say like you had to like struggle quite a bit with maybe like asking yeah. people to enter, you know, in uh, finding people to interview or yeah. like, you know, like yeah so so when I first got started it, it was you know anytime you start anything that's brand new that people have never heard of mm -hmm. you're always you know I've learned that people are going to be hesitant and I kind of knew that anyway um but um people were very hesitant in wanting to be interviewed they were asking a bunch of like who are you you don't have any followers uh I've never heard of you before and all these different things and so you just have to be tenacious and be determined to get the interview and you know the blessing in all of it was i learned how to ask for the interview no matter how big the person is no matter how small you know when i first started you know it's like these these small companies or small names or people you don't know right. and as we're going into season two we have some like no you know names that are known worldwide oh wow. so congratulations yeah. thank you so uh, would you say that maybe like the social media aspect of it was a very, played a very big role, like until you had a certain number of followers, people felt that you weren't maybe say, for lack of a better word, legitimate enough, like you needed a certain social media setting to show that, okay, so this is the, this, this is me, I have like a decent number of followers, I am not mm -hmm. a scam of a person. And like, you know, so I just genuinely want to take an interview and make a show, like, you know, episode with you. Sure. Social media did play a role in it, but it wasn't a very big role. I think, um, you know, I'm a very passionate person about what I do. So, it, you know, people would see it on social media. And even today, you know, here years later, we still, you know, they, people don't, um, they don't watch it because of the social media. They started watching it because of word of mouth, because when the owners would meet me and hear why I want to do my show, they were just like, oh, we're all on. And then it, you know, after that, people started telling other people, like big name people would tell bigger name right. people. And it just began to right. grow like that because um, word of mouth was, hey, these people, they're doing this amazing thing. They're very professional. And um, I've seen, you know, I think you should take a risk on them. Right. That's right. Uh, so what advice would you usually like to give people who want to pursue your career? I think, I think um, two things I always ask people, like when we have interns that come in, 
right. or people who want to just try to learn the craft. The only the two things that I require from them is passion and a work ethic because I feel like people have the capacity, you know, to it's easy to turn on a camera or learn to do the color or different things. Right. Those things are, you know, those are teachable. Those are teachable things that that you can learn, you know, from reading a book. But passion and a work ethic, mm -hmm. you you know, some people you just can't teach it. It has to be in them. You know, I always tell them like, no, because those are the things when stuff starts getting tough and you know, and you have setbacks and things that are going wrong and you know, you're trying to release, you know, all this stuff you're trying to do with with this profession, it's very hard. It's very difficult to do. And it's like, if you don't have passion in a work ethic, you'll quit. You'll, oh, this isn't for me. You'll make excuses why you can't do it. But when you're passionate about something, I don't care what it is, and you have a work ethic, you'll never, you'll always be successful. You'll, because you never quit. You just keep going until you get to where you are. That's, that's, some, that's some excellent things to say, honestly. I, I totally agree with that because um, I, as an, I'm an intern at this, uh, at Nerd School Inc., but I'm also a junior and, you know, pretty soon I'll be going into the job market and going into the whole yes. job hunting and whatnot. And the fields, like each field, like you said, has its own thing. And I think one important thing is session. Like you have to be sometimes I see people who are so passionate about it and it just reflects from their eyes you know it reflects in their actions yeah, it reflects yeah, yeah. in everything they do so yeah I, absolutely yeah so I think yeah that's the one shot way for people to get where they want to be uh, yeah. uh, so uh, what is what do you think is one common myth that is there in like we can say in the world of like production or whatnot like what is that one myth you feel like people just that one stereotype which people usually hold I think people think it's easy, you know, they see, you know, you go on YouTube or you go on all these other, you know, social media platforms and, um, you know, you see everyone's making a video, like these are great, oh, look at these videos, you know, I can do that. Everyone thinks, oh, I can do that on my own, but then there's a lot of planning that goes into a show like mine. There's a lot of, um, you know, it's a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of what we call pre-production. So, um, you know, you have to do all, a lot of work before you even shoot the interview, you know, and people think it's easy and it's like, no, you know, for me, it's like, I have a crew of, you know, five to six people that go on a interview, then you have a truck full of equipment that you have to carry around. So we're doing it. I'm not walking around with my cell phone saying, hey, you know, I want this cool video, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. Like, you have to start somewhere. But I think people think to get to a high level may be easy. To be able to produce quality entertainment is easy, and it's not. Um, what would you say approximately, like, how many hours of work? Like, maybe maybe give us like a vague breakdown of saying like how much time it goes in planning and production or maybe yeah how much yeah, you say can, oh my god it's like a, it's a full-time job and then some you know so you figure it's eight hours in a day but you're constantly um because because with what i do mm -hmm. i do a lot you've seen this you've watched some of the um episodes well yeah. those interviews have to be scheduled and you know, you have to plan for them. So the work never stops. Even late at night, you know, I'm up, I'm working on the show because I'm the producer, creator, 
ex executive, you know, director. So I have a lot on my plate um, okay. with what I do. So for me, it, you know, the work never ends. It's just, you know, you may spend, you may spend 14, 15 hours in a day working on, um, working on episodes. Right. So like, what would you say was the average time for maybe editing would take? Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, one, one of the segments, right? Like you, you'll see like maybe a five minute segment. Right. That's like a week's worth of work, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's like a week's worth of, worth of work. And so you figure like in season one, we had close to 50 or 60 interviews. So that's 50 to 60 weeks of work on, on this show, just the editing part. That's not the filming and the pre-production and the planning. So that's why a lot of times you'll see TV shows and they have to wait till the next season to come out because there's so much work that goes into it to put out the work that, um, you know, you need that time to prepare for the next season. Right, right. Uh, so I think my next question would be that uh, what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from your biggest failure in life? Like, so I think my biggest failure is, um, you know, just trying to repeat, like we're, we're in season two of our show, um, just trying to repeat the season in the same way that um, I did in season one. Right. It failed miserably. It failed miserably. It, I mean, you lose people. You know, we've, we've had all of our equipment like failed where we lost all of the footage and everything like that on, on a piece of equipment. Luckily, you know, there's a way to recover it. Mm -hmm. But what I learned from it is, you know, what I said earlier, you better be, you better be passionate about this and you better work hard at it because if you don't, the average person will give up and you have to be strong. And I learned that, like, no, I learned how strong I was, like, because I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. I was like, this isn't meant to be, you know, just like anyone would say. But it's like, no, this is what you said you're going to do. Finish, you know, and don't only finish, finish strong, you know, because for me, I haven't even reached. I don't feel like I've even reached step one in the big picture of what I want to do. Um, so I have a long ways to go. And it's like, OK, you want to quit here then you'll never, you know, you'll never accomplish what you want it to accomplish. Yeah. I saw that you had like almost 20 years of experience. You know, you tried out a lot of different things. You've worked in a lot mm -hmm. of places. So mm -hmm. what would you say in learning all of this? I'm pretty sure that all of these skills must have come to work at your show, you know, when you were producing it, like, you know, at something, all this knowledge in life, you apply it somewhere, obviously, like it, it, you apply it in every part of your life. So what would you say were the best resources which you feel like really helped you? I think just being organized, you know, that was a good resource. And then just um, being able to tap into good people, um, surrounding myself with the right people and stuff. I made a lot of mistakes in who I surrounded myself with, you know, obviously over 20 years. But I learned, it taught me how to pick people, you know, and, and to this day, I still make, you know, there's, there's no perfect solution. You know, you sometimes you think you're picking the right person until it's time for them to do the work. And then you realize, oh, okay, this person's not going to fit, even though 
on paper, you know, on a resume, in the interview that sounds good and all this stuff. But then when it's time to do the work and stuff gets hard, you start losing a lot of people. Um, so I think just being able to organize and being able to um, surround myself with the right people, um, those have been, um, that's what got me to where I'm at today because it's been a long road. Um, so who would you say is your role model? Like who is the one person who inspired you to like? Oh man, there's, <laughs> I can't pick just one, you know, I'm, you know, for me, for me, obviously, and not to get, you know, super religious or anything, but just, mm-hmm. just Christ, just God, you know, just having God in my life mm-hmm. and just the things that he went through and everything. And, you know, I look at my personal life, he never gave up, you know, never gave up on me. So that's, I, I'm like, I, I won't give up because he's not giving up on me. So just the way he lived his life was influential to me. And then my, my, um, my father, my dad, you know, he worked very hard. He was successful. Um, you know, he had two successful re- um, careers where he retired. And then even after he retired from the second career, he took on a part-time job helping his brother's business. So, you know, he's a, he's a huge role model. His consistency you know, he's always consistent with everything he does. He doesn't go backwards, you know, right. he works very hard. And, um, you know, he gave us good advice growing up to, for, for me and my siblings to be successful. Right. So those, and then I think my wife, my wife is a hard worker, you know, just watching her build her business and um, the different thing, as you can see, I'm in a Mary Kay, you know, she has a Mary Kay business also in addition to her her main business and so um just seeing her her work ethic as you can see everything like (laughs) you know organized she got she has her stuff in place you know and just watching how hard she works makes me want to work harder so those are those are my three role models oh wow that's really amazing yeah um so um how did you meet dr tristica um, well, um, years ago, I used to produce, I used to produce a, how I got started actually in this industry, I started producing a, a live event and it was music and spoken word. And so I started producing it and it was called, it was called the Psalmist Hour, like the Bible, the Psalms, music, you know, spoken word. Yeah. So it was called the Psalmist Hour and um, she would attend, she would attend my shows and she introduced herself and, you know, we hit it off, you know, she looked at me as like a big brother um, to her. And I did, you know, I just, I'm very, um, I feel like I'm very simple. Like I don't, I don't try to do stuff for a reaction or so, you know, she somehow, some way she saw something positive in me and she admired, I think the work that my wife and I were doing and just seeing our projects grow and different things like that. So she would stick around. She attended, you know, pretty much every show. She was like a faithful attendee, which is, you know, it's hard to come by, but she was super faithful and she would always touch base with me. She was kind of, you know, in the beginning, she was like really shy, like, like she would, she, I don't know why she would like hesitate approaching me as if I was like some busy you know, music mogul or something. Like I'm like, no, I'm, I'm barely off the ground. I'm, I, I don't see myself as anybody. I just, you know, I just have a gift that 
that was that God has given me, and I just do it. I don't look at myself as someone special. I'm just I'm just following my assignment in life. Yeah. No, but I think it's really cool because you said your wife has two businesses and you're producing a show. And like, you know, from what you have told me, I feel like you work really hard. And so I see that, you know, she's when she looks at you like someone really special, it, it's not like, yeah. you know, it's not always that, you know, you have to have like the biggest name or it's not always about money. It's always about seeing like, you know, someone being dedicated to their work. And, you know, I think yeah. she saw how hard you work and she's like, you know, I know this man, he's going to, he's going to achieve what he wants. And I think yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And, you know, like you said, perseverance and passion. And I think she sees that a lot in you. Like well, I have talked well, to you only you. for a few minutes and I see that in you because you're very <laughs> passionate in what you do. Yeah. So, yeah. I am very passionate about it, but she's, you know, I think what she's doing with nerd nerds rule Inc is, is far greater than, you know, I think we all have our assignment and you shouldn't compare, yeah. you know, whatever that gift you have is to other people's yeah. gift. But I do feel like what she's doing around the world and helping others and the cause that she has and the passion she has for helping others, it it is so commendable, you know, how she it does is. what she's done. Yeah, I'm just like, when she tells me, she's just like, yeah, you know, I did this. And she talks like that with me. She's probably like the boss with you guys. But she's like my little sister when she and I talk and to see the things that she's been able to accomplish and, and just never quitting because it, 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 it weighs on you to have something that big on your hands. And she does it gracefully. So what she does, I she I don't think she has any idea how much I admire her. You know, she's I don't see I see her as my equal. Like she I'm not better than her. I'm not, you know, my gift isn't more valuable than hers. Yeah. You know, I see her as my equal and I'm grateful to know her. Yeah, I th- I think she does really amazing work as well because yeah. I I think she really doesn't understand what she's doing because I I think <laughs> for me personally at least I feel so. Um, growing up, I just felt that you know everyone when you're growing up, it just does this thing that I want to do something for the world, I want to do something for my community. Sure. But I think as you grow older, I feel like a lot of things happens and you get busy with your own life. So no one really mm-hmm. makes that time that I'll go out and this is what I want to do, you know? So like, yeah. I, I think it's really commendable where she's like, I'm going to manage my own life and I'm also going to try to make sure that I try to help out people as much as I can with, you know, giving, mm-hmm. you know, she, mm-hmm. she doesn't want people to like go through the same things that she did. And, you know, she just wants to help out with that, whether it like yeah. in any way. So I think that's something really amazing. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. And um, I think uh, I have one, a few more questions. And uh, yeah, what, what, uh, what are you doing during COVID to make sure that, you know, you're still at the top of your game? Like, what would you say? I, I think being, you know, COVID gave my brain a chance to rest because I do, I do a lot of stuff. I've been with, you know, in addition to producing the block TV, I own a production studio right and i also i've been with nbc the network nbc oh. for 11 years oh wow so my brain never stops like it's on top of that you have to be a husband you have to be a father and all that right. so with covid it's allowed me to plan better you know it was actually a blessing in disguise because i was able to let my mind my thoughts become healthy again and really organize my thoughts so that when I get back out there again, 
I'm ready to roll. So my planning is better. My, 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 my thought process isn't because when I'm going, it's like this, like you're all day, never stop. The phone's going all day, you know, um, emails are coming in all day and you don't have a chance to think, but with COVID it allowed me to rest my brain, take time off. You know, I went out of town for three weeks to hang out with my family and it was, you know, it was great. It was great. So I, I felt like I used the time wisely and I didn't pile more stuff on myself. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, organize what you currently have. Don't add, it wasn't an opportunity for me to start another business or, you know, um, launch some, another show, something that's new. It was like, no, get your stuff that you have and make it even better right. um, so that it can grow. So that's what, that's what COVID did for me. That's amazing. Uh, I think uh, my one last question for you would be that uh, if you could go back in time and tell, what would you tell your 18-year-old self you know, when you were just starting out? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think the one thing I would tell my 18-year-old self is be bold and follow your instincts. Like, be bold. Like, I grew up, I was, I was super shy until I was probably like 20. I never looked anyone in the eyes. I never spoke. I never... I just would hide, you know, very, you know, unless I was really close to you and you got to know me, I, you know, the quiet guy, very shy. Um, I didn't feel like my ideas were good enough. I thought everyone else had the best ideas. And it's like, you know, so I missed out on a lot. I would be so much further if I would have been bold and followed my instincts. Like, no, forget, you you can't care what other other people think. You can't. The graveyard is the wealthiest place on the planet because people keep their, those thoughts and those ideas to themselves. And then they watch TV and was like, oh, remember 10 years ago, I thought of something like that, you know? And it's like, no, be bold. You know what I mean? Believe in yourself and and go for it. Don't don't be shy and don't be afraid to make mistakes. Cause I grew up like very, my family, my whole family, every single one of us have been in the military. Every, my dad was in the military, so we were raised very structured and poor. And you don't do this, like so much etiquette, you know? And I wish now, like, no, I'm going to wild out. No, I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to be afraid to fail, you know? Mm-hmm. A failure doesn't define me. What defines me is, do I finish what I said I was going to do? Because we all fail, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those, those, those are key things that I use even to this day, you know? And I wish at 18... I would have known this and you know I don't know I don't know where I would be I'd be I know I'd be probably you know 10 times more advanced than where I am today so what's one last you know maybe some parting advice to all of our young followers you know maybe something uh-huh. what would yeah you I would, I would say you know I'm gonna piggyback on my last thought and that is don't wait don't wait to do what you want to do because you're, you guys are young, you know, young people, you have so many people in your ear, you have your parents, you have your friends, you have all these people that are going to be in your ear and tell you what you should do. And I'm, I'm, I advise you to, to be a gracious, gracious rebel. Like, no, you, you know, what's inside you, you know, what was put inside you of what you should do. You know, when I grew up, my parents, my dad, you know, because I respected him, he was my, he's my hero. He's like, you go to, you either go to college, you know, to get a good job or you join the military. 
So I joined the military. I was good at electronics. So I called my advisor, who was my dad. Oh, you should stay. Don't take any risks. Oh, you shouldn't do this type thing because he wanted to go the safe route, you know, but it was never in me. So I ended up getting out the military after four years. The rest of my family, they retired. Like they spend their whole lives. And even after I got out, I spent 20 years as a government contractor until I found out that this isn't what I want to do. After 20 years of doing work in the government, right? Mm -hmm. I figure out that, oh, this isn't my get, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. So for me, it was like a waste of time. And you, you know, always now in hindsight, I'm like, man, I should have just went for it. I should have been myself. I should have been the person that I was designed to be. And, you know, God bless the thoughts that my dad had, but you know, I was put here for a certain reason. You know, Tristica was put here for a certain reason. You are here for a certain reason and you have to follow your dreams and don't be afraid to fail at it. Follow them and you're gonna make mistakes and, you, and I guarantee you, you're gonna fail. I promise you this. I can't promise you a billion dollars and all this other stuff you're dreaming about, but you will fail. You will make mistakes. You will become depressed and you know, hate life, you will regret your decision. But if, you, if you're passionate, you work hard, you'll work through those things and you'll succeed at anything that you want to do that was put in you. Right. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for all your yeah, help. No Thank you so much. Um, so guys, this was Mr. Melvin Parker. You should really go check out his show, the vlog. And it's really amazing. I think it's really cool. So thank you so much. You're welcome. It was good meeting you. You too. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Have a nice day.